everybody. Welcome back to a little thing we like to call the Spaghetti Shootout. I'm Jimmy, the host, and I make the rules as usual. Across from me is our typical two debaters. We have Ryan Muckenhern and Mark Boardman. You'll notice right off the bat in this episode, Ryan is starting off with two points. That's because Mark did come with pronouns. He got points last time for coming without pronouns, and he decided, no, I don't like the free points. Because, Mark, apparently you like to lose. You are... Two and four. And for every loss you have, that means Ryan wins, because there's really only two of you. You're in second place, but that's last. It is the yin and yang of things. I think, I predict, hopefully, that I will get my points back for having these printouts, Jim. I, I don't know how that could possibly well, come back and be in your favor whatsoever. Um, anyway, let's enter. We're, well, we're already kind of in the caveat corral. You just kind of stumble around in the caveat corral a little <laughs> bit before, before going out and entering into a duel. Let's first talk about meatballs of the month. We've had plenty of them. We've had one meatball of the month per episode until now. This particular episode is called Meatball Madness because we're in the giving mood, being that it is the holiday season at the time of this release. So, Every single question, topic, whatever it is that these gentlemen are going to be going over is, in fact, a meatball. So that's pretty exciting. Everybody involved is going to win something. Yep, you know it's a sign of the times when everybody wins. So uh, there is that, but you too could be part of this. In future episodes, your topic could be chosen if it's a really great topic and we love it. Make sure to comment with your meatball suggestion, either on YouTube, hit us up on Instagram with your meatball suggestion, at Vortex Optics or at Vortex Nation Podcast, or you can hit us up at Vortex Nation at VortexOptics.com. Send us an email with the subject line, meatball. And remember, all these people, what they win? They win, most importantly, a cameo from Mark Borman. But you also get a set of 10 by 42 Crossfire HD binoculars and a $100 Vortex gear shopping spree. You got Vortex on underneath that that little uh, zippy thing there, Mark? What, is, what even is it? It's not a quarter zip. It's I a, got my Vortex socks on and my Vortex hats. Two things. What shirt is that? Huh? What shirt is that? Huh? It's a, uh, it's a Go Hunt shirt. I like the blue. Okay. And I like the way the shirt fits. Good people. It's just, you know, yeah. is this, a Vortex, uh, this is a Vortex program. So... Anyway, many, let us So it's exit. one thing. Again, one thing. That's a pretty big brand hit. That's pretty good. Oh, really? Pretty With your huge. jacket over it? Pretty huge. Going to go over a few of our favorite YouTube comments here before we, uh, before we embark on this, this glorious session of debate. We aren't going to have trivia on this one, by the way. So, you know, it's got to be special. But just so you know, um, Jay Chris says there should be a coin toss, just like football, uh, to see who is on which side of Jim. Mark is at a disadvantage with the button opposite of his dominant side. So he is referring to some of our previous episodes when we did have trivia, Family Feud style. He felt that Mark was at a disadvantage, being that he was using his left hand to hit the button. Ryan got to use his right hand. Uh, you know what, Jay? Maybe you're right. Maybe I you're not. I don't right. think you I'm are. Not a lefty. But this thing's basically it's we just, also it's Randy, almost uh, barely for balance. Randy, uh, I'm gonna say Gerhardt. That's my best guess. He also thought you know Mark had to reach across his body to hit the button. Ryan's hand was closer, and he thought he even hovered for at least one or two of the questions. I don't know. Can Let's I bring see. something up with my dominant hand, Jim? Um, nope. Jimmy J says, I think the best way to cook a turkey would be the steam coming out of Mark's ears during the trivia rounds. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, That's good. Pretty, way to go, Jimmy J. That would cook, it might overcook it. Is that the Jimmy J? Uh, I don't know if it is. Oh. We have a Jimmy J of our own. I wonder if it is the Jimmy. We should Jimmy. ask him. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. I wouldn't doubt it. 
Um, okay. Jimmy's secret. He's secret funny. He is. He's low-key funny. Yeah. We're talking about a guy. Oh, he's been on the podcast oh, yeah. a couple times before. Yeah. So uh, let us exit the caveat corral onto the okay. street can't of bring, debate. Can't bring the thing up? Um, no, you can't. MC Ryan, is it the green one that mutes Mark? Got it. So uh, <laughs> just, I just want to make sure I have that on standby. We're going to go on to topic number one, gentlemen. I, I'm not going to flash it up on the screen for you until I get it out because <clears throat> it is a meatball. This one comes from HJGMRJ040916. Yes. <laughs> yes, you know him well. Yep. There's a deeper meaning there to that name. I just, I just don't know what it is. Okay. He asks, best cartridge for reindeer hunting, both landbound and magical flying variety. Ryan, you are four and two, so you are going to begin with your two minutes. Please start. Okay. Couple of things about reindeer. Is this a name associated with caribou or is it its own species? This is an excellent question because my answer will depend. Um, so if we're hunting Aleutian Island reindeer, or if we're hunting reindeer in the northern latitudes of Europe, um, and you may encounter bears, you should pack something with like a 30 caliber in front of its designation. Some with a little bit of horsepower. 28 nozzler might be an okay choice too. Um, and I think not that it would be that difficult to necessarily kill said reindeer, but it's the other things that you would encounter. Now, if you're hunting reindeer, but actually caribou, let's say in Alaska, um, or northern Canada, where things like polar bears and grizzly bears do in fact inhabit, I would recommend starting at a minimum of a 30 caliber something um, as kind of a dual duty, dual use situation in the event that you do encounter uh, Ursus horribilis, um, the great grizzly bear um, or polar bear, even worse. Um, bring enough gun, not necessarily that you're going to need it to kill a reindeer, but because a bear might also eat you. Go ahead, Mark. All right, here's the deal. I hate to say same answer, but kind of the same answer. And Ryan brings up a good point when we're talking reindeer. We're kind of talking, there's a little bit of a separation between reindeer and caribou. You know, I was going to bring up the ones on the Aleutian chain. There are also uh, reindeer on Kodiak Island as well. Most of the people that I know who have hunted uh, reindeer, it's either been on Kodiak or the Aleutian chain. Uh, and again, bring enough gun. Caribou, intrinsically, they're not the toughest critter around. I'd say, compared to some other things, a little bit weak-willed, but it's not the caribou that you need to worry about, as my uh, good friend Mr. Ryan uh, mentioned. It's the things that live around it. It's the brown bears. It's the grizzly bears. You got to bring enough gun, and as I said before, and I'll say it again, you're never going to make anything too dead. Bring enough gun, and you're going to be good to go. Mark, I'm going to give you a couple extra points because Ryan did take longer than usual. Now, okay, Mark, just as you got those extra points and uh, Ryan in that round, he did still get more points than you. I'm going to take away three points from both of you because you missed a critical component oh of that Oh my gosh, question. we missed the whole thing while I ran out of time. Boom. The magical flying variety. I, that's a, that was very, very critical. Um, so I don't, I can mean, I just, you're, can I can you're just leaving, address it? you're leaving HJJGMR040, you're leaving him hanging, or her, I don't know, uh, it's a very non-binary name. Um, let's, yeah, let's hear it. Can I would like, Mark asked a great question, for the sake of this customer's inquiry, right. may we take a no points awarded crack at Please answer. do, please uh, do, just yes, for, it's for the customer. Okay, here's the deal, personally, 
I'm not shooting at reindeer of the flying variety because I do not want to delay the big guy dropping all those great presents to the children of the world. But if I was a person that was going to shoot at him, I'm going with a shotgun with buckshot and I'm going to shoot him with a shotgun just like you would any other aerial flying thing that you would shoot at. Episode one of Spaghetti Shootout, Mark was asked a question about what gun he would bring to Jurassic Park. And he said the minigun that Jesse Ventura wore in the movie. <laughs> That's Spaghetti, a good one too. Which uh. was a phenomenal answer. I, of course, shot Mark down because I mentioned, of course, I would have to mount the scope on it. You can't mount a scope on a G134 That's why minigun. I chose it. I didn't want to ask for your help. Now, in this case, Mark would have been better off saying the G134 minigun. As an anti-aircraft or anti-aerial um, application phenomenal 4,000 rounds a minute hello caribou coming or excuse me reindeer you light that thing up Merry Chrysler it's almost just like a straight like it's almost like you're sending a pipe of metal yep. between you yep. and the critter there's just not much gap between no. those rounds they're no. coming out so that's fast. what I would use could yeah. you imagine no it, I assume that laser beam. they come in flocks like snow geese do and if you started at the back and you worked your way to the front, that's a lot of protein. Sure. See, we're looking at this a couple different ways, though, here. Because I'm thinking, yeah, I love to tree stand hunt. I like to wait them out. Basically, the rooftop next to the chimney, if I was going to do this, which I'm not, Jim, it's just a matter of time before he shows up. A close-range firearm is going to do the trick. Leave out some cookies, do a little baiting, you know? Works, How, for, works is, for bears or works for magical reindeer. What is the altitude of flight of reindeer? Um, I don't know. Jim's the, one to, that, Jim's the one asking the questions here. I, yeah. What do you... I, point, extra point for Mark. Oh, okay, we're back to the point, point giving for, mood. So we're going to move on to question number two. Ryan. We're going to move on to question number two. So that is... Oh, I like this one. This came from Nick L. Chili. Beans or nah? We all know what that means. What do you guys think? Ryan started the last one. Uh, Mark, you're going to start this one. Oh, and Nick did say, warning, gentlemen, you're going to offend some Texans no matter which answer you choose. So, uh, Mark, please begin our two-minute round. Go. You know, Jim, I actually really can't believe that this is a question. And I'm sorry, maybe I'm going to offend some people in Texas. I don't know which way they go with their chili, but there's only one way to go. And that's with beans. I mean, they're called chili beans. You go to the store aisle, chili beans, this beans, this beans. And then if you get the chili with the meat, it's chili con carne. It's chili with meat. The meat is the addition, not the beans. You got to have chili with beans. It just makes sense. Otherwise, it's just meat soup. Interesting, interesting points you've just brought up. That's pretty much all I got. That, I don't, I don't okay. see another way hey, around it. you know what? It. Points for making your point very quickly, Ryan. Carry Brevity. On. Okay, so uh, not a big chili fan, uh, full disclosure. But, oh, no. go ahead. Um, but I was in Wyoming with a friend of mine from Texas. From Texas. Shout out Trapper. Um, Trapper cool made chili. Trapper and, should get a good point. name. Yep. He's going to get you that point back, yep. actually. Trapper made chili, and he's like, I'm cooking for everybody. Wears a big Texas hat, a cowboy hat. And he's making chili, and I'm apprehensive because it's chili, and I know it has beans because the beans are what ruin chili. They make them okay. awful, okay, awful, awful. And I'm like, Trap, I appreciate you doing this. I'm not a big chili fan. He's like, Well, why? And I'm like, Well, it's the beans. He goes, Oh, he goes. First of all, you don't put beans in chili. 
That is wrong. He made chili sans beans, and it wasn't just meat soup, thank you very much. It also had corn and pepper and onions and garlic in it and wild game. No, it was vegetable beef soup. That's great, Mark. You've never cooked a day in your life. Anyway, um, he made it sans beans. Oh, two points for lying? He made it sans beans, and my God, was it good. What did he bring to Antelope Camp this year? Trapper's Famous Chili. From Texas, no beans. No beans. No beans! <laughs> uh, that's a shout-out to Spark Plug from Chipotle. Back in the old days when we used to go to Chipotle a lot. Um, Okay, well, very interesting round there. Can I actually just uh, point out, I want to bring up, uh, Nick L. himself actually had some thoughts on this. He kind of shared his own philosophy. I'd like to share that with you, gentlemen. He says, My personal philosophy is that chili is a free-form dish born from the hard and opportunistic lifestyle along the old San Antonio Road. I'm sure early versions of chili from this area would include things like beans, Nopalitos, pardon me if the pronunciation is wrong, he put in parentheses cactus, and all kinds of wild game. That's just his opinion. Sounds like, you know, he, uh, sounds like he could go either way on that, but I don't know. Texas, what do you think? Other regions of the country, isn't, uh, isn't, um, Cincinnati, isn't a big thing over there, Cincinnati, chili, but it's like, I don't know. What is that? Ohio? Yeah, there's some kind of a weird chili over there, and it's really terrible unless you're actually from that region, then you just gut it and you say you like it for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. I'm either. not. I don't know. Somebody's getting, hey, everybody from every region, comment <laughs> how you do chili. That's, that's how we're going to do this thing. So a bit of a low-scoring game thus far, uh, gentlemen. We have Mark actually at 22 points, Ryan at 19. Coming into question number three here, the source is Brian F. And Brian F. wants to know... What camo pattern best describes your opponent? And then he goes on to clarify. Is he a FUD in red plaid, a flat brim in Kuyu, or something in between, perhaps? Uh, Mark started the last one, so Ryan, you're going to start this one. That is two minutes. Begin. I have so many things I want to say, James. Just saying. You've dreamt of this moment your whole I life. I have dreamt of this moment my whole life. Um, to the spirit of the question... If I'm going to describe Mark as a cattle camel pattern, I'm going with the FUD and red plaid. But he's covered in a facade of other camouflages from other various high-end camouflage companies. Trying to camouflage his camouflage. There's a long, My inner FUD. There's a long story that involves Mark, I, and a particular brand of camouflage that I was looking at getting. My order never made it to my desk. But you know what? It was a classic mix-up. It was a classic mix-up. We all went out for a dove hunt. And who rolls out of the truck clad in every piece of equipment that I had ordered? None other than my good friend, Ark Mordman. They sent the wrong size. They sent the right size. We're the same size, ladies and we gentlemen. We are not the same size. Go You're ahead like and take it. Just take it. All right. Well, with 54 <laughs> seconds left and... I'm not going to say that story is entirely untrue. Uh, I, my friend Ryan here, and Ryan, you know what? I'm just going to call you a friend, and yes, I'm sorry for the incident. Uh, I'm not even going to go with the camel. I'm, you're classy. You're simple. You're simple. knowledgeable. I'm simple. You, uh, you're a simple guy. You, you're modern, but uh, I'm going with solids. You predominantly rifle hunt. 
and I'm going with solids. You're going to go with a, uh, you know, a, gra a brown pant, a gray top, and uh, it's going to work, and it's going to work just fine. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm thinking. That's it. We actually finished with 10 seconds. Ryan, anything else? Nope. How about that? You finished one early. Still hurts. I tried to kill him with kindness. Is he dead yet? You know, Mark's just... <laughs> <laughs> points for that. Okay, that actually brings you to being tied up at 30 points. I will say Mark has just grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle. It wouldn't phase me or it wouldn't phase him. It wouldn't surprise me at all if it didn't phase him. When nice, brand new, expensive pieces of equipment just show up and... On a triannual basis. Yeah. He could have an outlet store. If you're the, between the sizes of medium and XL, you're covered. Come on down. What are you going to call it? Your outlet store. What was supposed to be Ryan's camo warehouse? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. Okay, so uh, don't forget all these people who ask these questions, because we are again in the giving mood, they're all going to win all those awesome uh, spaghetti shootout meatball prizes. So let's move on and... Show Hunter H what he's won and also ask his question. He wants to know, topic number four, best straight wall deer cartridge. Ryan started the last one, so Mark, you're starting this one. Mark, please begin with Ryan's uh, smug look on his face right now. Jim, with this one, I'm going to go with the 350 Legend. Why? Because it's a straight wall cartridge that was designed specifically for deer hunting to accommodate these modern regulations that we see today where states have uh, gone from, eh, we only can do a shotgun or we can only do a muzzler. Now they are letting folks use straight walls during those seasons. I personally find that to be a more effective option than the shotgun Maybe not the muzzleloader at times, depending on how your setup is. I think you were low, dude. But uh, it's also much easier and much more simple. I'm going with the 350 Legend. And Jim, there's actually a little uh, printout here. It's a, a piece that I wrote for our blog called Straight Talk on Straight Walls, and where I talk about the 350 Legend, there's a few stats here, if I can get to the right printout page. Uh, basically, you know, it's, uh, yeah, oh boy, no, don't leave me lose points. Um, based on the length and 223 case and delivering a .357 diameter bullet, this sufficient cartridge eclipses the 3030 in performance with less recoil, serious attributes solid, solidly falling in the plus category. Are you done? Yeah. Ryan, carry on. Mark, you ever shot a 350 Legend? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, best answer for this one. <laughs> best answer for this one is unquestionably the 4570. Reason being, you can get it in a single shot. You can get it in a lever gun. Both of these things are very classy, very attractive. Versatility in the 4570 palette from 250 grain to 405 grain in factory loaded ammunition. Do you want to shoot fast and flat? You step up to the plate with a 250 grain FTX from Hornady. You want to go through both ends of the deer uh, without any brakes, recourse, or otherwise, you shoot the 405 flat point. It's just a powerhouse, mega versatile. Wow. Mark, the printouts. We've talked about this. I thought they were gonna. I thought that. I thought they were gonna get me some points, Jim. 
I brought them up because I was trying to promote that we write things on the blog. I was trying to I was trying to cross promote our platforms. Read me and the entire Vortex Nation, or at least the small percentage of it who's actually going to take time to watch this. You read us a manual. That was not. That was uh, quality writing. You check out the rest of the piece on the Vortex Nation on the Vortex blog. Yeah. You think I sound like Beaker? Uh, is, that, is that what it good is? character. One of my favorites. Boy. There's no right. coming back I, from that. Anyway, it's 38 to 23. Ryan Muckenhern is up right now for those who are only listening. Might as well shoot me with a 38 point blank right now. Well, you know what? He's going to get the chance to maybe shoot you with something because we're moving on to topic number five. Something totally unique. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, our location and even our wardrobes has changed. That is because Thomas Schick asked the question for topic number five, who would win out of Mark and Ryan in an old-fashioned Western draw? So that's exactly what we're going to do because we'll go to any lengths for you, our listeners. So what you'll notice here, once these gentlemen break and uh, go to their respective sides, they're going to get one shot at each other. And this could be for all the marbles because if it's a headshot on the other person, it's worth 30 points. A shot in the torso is worth 20 points, and a body shot anywhere else is worth 10 points. There is no dodging, no ducking, no dipping, diving, any of that stuff. It's just a full-on, good old-fashioned shootout. Gentlemen, shake hands. It's about to get Western. Gentlemen, head to your sides. Draw! What I got there was a body shot from Ryan on Mark and a miss from Mark on Ryan. So uh, Ryan's got way more points than Mark, it looks like. Ryan has won not only a real shootout, but also this episode of Spaghetti Shootout. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now Ryan Muckenhern is 5-2, and two, which makes Mark 2-5. and five. Really got to pick it up, Mark. Ryan, that means you get your last crack. You get a minute to say whatever you want to say to our uh, wonderful listeners. Go for it. A word from my dead homie, Mark, you gotta be quicker than that. Uh, but my real ass crack is, when selecting a big game cartridge, make sure you get a cartridge that's adequate, but one that you can control, because the rifle that you can shoot often and regular and well is the one you will be most effective with in the field. That is all. That's all. That's true. That was a good one. Mark, you can't talk, you're dead. Anyway, thank you everybody for watching this episode of Spaghetti Shootout. It's always wonderful having those of you watching along, listening along, and of course commenting along later on. Don't forget, you could be a part of this and be a meatball of the month. Win all the great prizes, win the notoriety. It's honestly the best possible thing you could ever do. <laughs> Thanks everybody, we'll see you on the next one. So can I just ask the stipulations one more time? I simply cannot move from my shooting location. You can't dodge Classic it. Classic gaming the system. You can't dodge it. In Mortal Kombat, Boardman, there are very few This rules. isn't Mortal, god damn it, it's Nerf guns. Just do it for the effect. You are such a little particular whiny baby sometimes. I would beat you in Mortal Kombat. No tickling. Okay, he's muted. He's muted. Let the record show Ryan is muted.